Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 18. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. And remember last week when we talked about being an internet net decking douchebag? I did it! <laughs> Hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan, how you doing? <laughs> Very well. What's going down? <laughs> Not much. My reputation is going down. <laughs> yes, very but, much so. Because I net decked this this deck we're going to talk about on this show 100%, and I am the most anti-net deck human I think imaginable. Uh, I've gotten in, We've gotten in arguments about it lots of times. Actually, we have. Yeah. You right. try and do stuff just to be different. Yep. Even if it's bad. Yep. Because doing stuff to be different is good. Yes. Doing stuff that's bad is, well, Still bad. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> I try not to be bad, but sometimes it just... Turns out not the best. Uh, I went to a modern tournament once, and I played Vile Elementals with, like, uh, Ball Lightning and Groundbreaker and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, Vile, El- like, yeah, Vile like, Elementals. Exactly. And it didn't do very well, although I got lots of compliments on it for trying it. Hmm. And I went 2-2, which is pretty good for a, for a deck that's just garbage, but I was just trying something new. Hmm. And I like that. I appreciate that. Mucho excelente. Yeah, I didn't get that off the internet either. Oh, speaking of my super sweet Spanish voice... Um, Rebecca texted me about the farmer's market again. We talked oh. about that last week. Yeah. There's a new Mexican place down there. Oh, yeah. Like an actual Mexican restaurant with authentic Mexican. We should. It's very good, actually. You've I've been, been there? there? I've been there. It's very good. Wow. Uh, it's very expensive, though. Oh, really? Nothing very at the farmer's market's expensive. Uh, except for those Mexican tacos. Those tacos. The, the chorizo sausage taco is eight bucks. No. For one taco. Come on. Not even making that up. They're delicious though. Like they're worth eight bucks. Worth eight bucks? Oh yeah. Remember that story you're telling me about the little Mexican lady with the corn? Oh yeah. You, you yeah, want yeah, yeah. rub stuff yeah. on the corn? That's just what it is. It's this old Mexican lady and her two kids. She used to be like five feet tall, but now she's like three foot six. Yeah. And it's it's delicious food. It's super great. Man, yeah, so if anybody's no, in Saskatoon going to the farmer's market, the uh, taco stand down there is delicious. They're right by the front doors by the food court area. They're super good. Very excellent. What else? We're looking out the window today. It is 29 degrees Super for hot. our American friends. That is 85. Yeah. This is a beautiful day. There's people out on their kayaks on the sandbar in the river. Yep. Actually, uh, a few weeks back, we're going to harken back to this. We talked about dog hipsters who had oh, their dog oh, yeah. on their paddle boards. I saw a dog hipster while I was at work here. Uh, I'm going to say last week. And they stopped on the sandbar and he was taking selfies of himself while his dog just ran around on a sandbar. I thought you said, I thought you were going to say his dog was having a shit on the sandbar. <laughs> Actually, that would be funny. That would have been funnier, but that didn't happen. And then he just tightened his man bun, jumped back onto his paddleboard with his little dog, and dog hipstered away. And I was like, you effing guy. I hate that guy. Yeah, I don't like that guy very much. This kayaking person's pretty good, though. Speaking of things that are pretty good, we're going to tell you how to interact with us on the internet because we are pretty good. We are CCO Podcast on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can find the deck list we're about to talk about today. And we are Commander Cookout on or at Gmail, on iTunes, on Google, on Google Play, on Podomatic, and on CommanderSociety.com if you want to find us there or find them on Facebook. Eventually, we'll also be Commander Cookout Podcast on Facebook as well when we have a Facebook page. But neither one of us has time for that right now. Yeah. So all that like other Facebook stuff that I just pages. said... Just get on us on that. <laughs> yeah. Just get on that. And I mentioned our American listeners yep. um, when I said how many Fahrenheit's it was outside. For everybody else, I think it's worth mentioning that we have now, I think, a worldwide audience. Really? Yes. 
I'm looking at our stats right now online, USA listeners. Of course, that's where the majority of our listens come from, despite being Canadian. Get on it, Canadians. Yep. Although, thank you to our American friends. Yes. Yeah. Um, we've got listeners in, and I don't know if this is real or if this is something weird, but Somalia and Kenya. <laughs> Holy. If you listen in Somalia or Kenya, good on you. Yeah. Most excellent. We don't even speak Somalian or Kenyan. They probably speak English. Wow. They probably listen English. That's awesome. Yep. I wish I could speak and listen in another language. That'd be really cool. Yep. Of course, Canada, Brazil, Australia, the Congo, holy, the wow. Philippines, Uganda, Germany, Argentina, Mexico, France, the UK, the Ukraine. There's a country on there that there, there's no way that's a word. I don't even know where that is. Okay, I'm listener, sorry. listener poll. Have you ever heard of? Magyanzig? <laughs> That's not anywhere even close how to say that, I'm sure. Well, spell it for him, Ryan. I don't even know what one of those letters is. I will send a free card to anybody that can tell me where that country is. <laughs> Very excellent. Yep. That's the new Commander Cookout podcast. Tweet the show, tell us where that country is. I'll send you a card. I don't know what the card's going to be. It'll be foil. I'll send you a foil oh, something. I suppose new arc, new giveaway. Yep. If you know where that country is, yep. this you is not the free foil. This isn't the official giveaway. We'll come up with a better one after for our next episode. But for right now, tell me where that country is. I'll send you a foil. Uh, thank you for listening, regardless of where you are yeah, and is, where we don't know where you are. Yeah. I, I hope you know where you are because... So, that being said, who are we talking about today? We are talking today about the one and only commander that is house rule banned in our group, which is why I chose to build him. I'm going to build it just to... No, I've al- I've already built it, but I don't play it because he's house rule banned because I banned him. And we're talking about Mizix of the Ivs, the Ismagus. Yeah, Ismagnus. I can't even it's, say his stupid name. It's such a strange name. Or his, I don't yeah. care. Mizix. He's the most popular is it commander. Correct. Uh, he's also from Commander. I don't know what set he's from actually, but he's from one of the command. He's from the experience counter one. Yeah. What is, is that? Fifteen. I commander think so. fifteen. I personally don't like the experience counters just because they're a thing that it never goes away. You can't interact with it. You can't do anything about it. And especially with this guy, it can do some insane things. And this deck does all of those insane things. Yeah. Unless you're playing that new thing that we talked about, Solemnity, yes. from Hour of Devastation. Um, you know what I think it's worth saying right now, too, is we don't talk about very many of the new cards or spoilers because you've got... Every other MTG article and podcast on the planet that does that. Yeah. And we, that's just not us. Yeah. Like we could talk spoilers. I'm actually really excited about this new set. Yeah. I'm really excited that I called Damnation being an invocation or a masterpiece series. I thought it was going to be an Amonkhet. It ended up being an hour of devastation. I called that shit. Very cool. Yeah. That's excellent. Also, that new Blood Moon, I need that in my life. Oh, and the new Capsize Invocation. Actually, the Invocations actually have good art in Hour of Devastation. Yeah, I we're, still hate We're the, doing what I just said we yeah. weren't going to do. No, but it's a, we can mention it. Every other place does it. We can do it, too. I suppose. So, we're, we're cool. Hey, you know what? This is the net deck episode. We're doing what everybody else is doing. Exactly. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Up top. That's high five. Okay, so Mystics of the Is Magus. Let me give this guy a read. That was so stupid. I just did that. <laughs> no, nah, because the internet does stupid things. Oh, it's man. fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like I was saying, Ryan, yeah. before you so rudely interrupted me. Yeah. <clears throat> confrontation is also a thing on the internet. Never read the comments. Mystics of the Is Magus is. <laughs> 
Ashley for CCO podcast. No, our comments are great. Especially the ones that we make. Anyway, Mizzix of the Is Magnus. Do you have anything else to say right now, Ryan? (laughs) Excellent. Is a 2-2 for 2 and a blue and a red. Goblin Wizard, legendary creature. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell with converted mana cost, greater than the number of experience counters you have, you get an experience counter. New paragraph. Instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one colorless less for each experience counter you have. Now, how could that turn into a broken monstrosity of pain and misery, Ryan? I don't know. We should ask Animar. Or we should ask (laughs) Rakdos. Or we should ask Maelstrom Wanderer. We should ask anybody who gives you stuff for free. Yeah. Because free in magic is broken as all sin. Call Christian Coalition Outreach because we are sinners. Yes, we are. That's a good one. I like that. So I think with Mizzix, because he or she has a lot of little intricacies in its ruling, it's important to note that um, if additional costs are imposed, right. that those costs are applied and then the discount is applied. So if something says add one to the cost of your spell and then Mizzix says take away one from the cost of your spell, that one that's added is just subtracted again. Yes. Right, so that's one thing. And the other thing that's important is if you cast an instant or sorcery spell that has X in its mana cost, you choose the value of X before calculating the spell's casting cost. Um, Like if you have a spell that's, in, in its official ruling, it actually even says, if you have a spell whose mana cost is X red and you have one experience counter, you can choose five for the value of X and play and pay four mana and red and Mizzix's one discount, right. you still get X of five. Correct. So if if you have five counters on Mizzix or five experience counters, you can pay red and you get fireball for five. Exactly. That's, That's exactly what that means. how it is. And that adds to your experience counters. Yes, and then that would also yeah, add to because counters. you experience counters plus the colored mana that you paid into it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why he is such a greasy dirtbag. The way I built this deck, I have to just go in here. I 100% net decked this deck. 100% went to edhrec.com, opened up this guy's page, read through all the cards on it, picked the entire 99-card deck from that page, with the exception of five cards. And uh, we'll get to those five cards later on. Yep, they're actually marked on the deck list. If you look out at it, look at it on tappedout.net, they have a little A next to them. A is typically for altar, but in this deck, it stands for alternative. I thought you were going to say asshole. Yeah, it's that too. <laughs> I just didn't want to be that guy. I'll be that guy. Speaking of being that guy, that's why it's in there. Because last week we talked about reputation and how to change it. This is one of those things where if you're the net decker and you throw in a couple of cards just to be, oh no, see, it's spicy, it's different, it's fun. But every card that I added is a douchebag combo. It's a dirty, dirty combo. Yeah, it's it's brutal. It's terrible. Like every yeah. card that I've added is just horrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You cast Blue Sun Zenith to draw, you know, 10 cards from Mizzix. Oh, look what I drew. Dink, dink, win. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hey, look, it's Splinter Twin combo. Oops. Yeah. I accidentally won. So um, let's let's get into the actual recipe of the deck because I want to hammer into the, the, the recipe and the spice calculator. Yep. Then we're going to talk about how we would maybe detune it or yeah. de-internet it, make it a little bit 
unique, something that you wouldn't expect at all. Yeah, something that wouldn't be house banned by me. The reason that this was house banned by me after one play, just before we get into this, is because it was a 100% net decked list, and it was it was horrific. It was just like this one. It was horrible. It was oppressive, and there was nothing you could really do to counter it. It had so many ways to protect Mizzix. I think, was, I think what had happened is in a couple years ago when Mizzix was spoiled, it, it looks like a very combo-rific general, and it looks like um, it's a spell slinger deck, and something like somebody on Reddit said, here, look at this new commander from C15. Let's break it, right? And they did. And they broke the crap out of it, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, that exists yeah. for lots of powerful commanders. And then somebody from our play group took that deck and just said, hey, look at this on Reddit. That's fun, right? Like we talked about last week. Yep. Brought it over, cleaned house, and then it's like, okay, if that's what you're going to do with it, then don't play it, right? Yeah. And I, you say it's house ban <laughs> just to make a point, but yep. realistically, like, that deck would have just come apart or not get played unless we were playing, air quotes, real decks like we talked about last week yeah, as well. It, right? it wasn't unbeatable. It wasn't unstoppable. No, it was just super not. It was just so unfun to play against. It yeah. was so it was so much redundancy and yeah. so much, so Mizzix, much. Mizzix costs four, right? Like yeah. Just like Animar costs three, and Animar is just terrible, right? Yeah. If Mizzix costed six, right? Yeah, he'd be fine. And if you killed him and the next time he came back, he cost eight? That's a re- that's a way harder deck to play at that point. Yeah, right? but him costing as simple as that, right? But him costing four, it, it's just shit, too much. Shit, you could give him hexproof like uh, like Narset. Yep. Oh, terrible. Ah, <laughs> uh, that surprises me that they didn't. No, that's just me being bitter. That's just me being bitter. <laughs> let's do the spice calculator and we'll get into yeah, this let's, monster. Yeah, let's check this out. So right now, there are eleven creatures. Yep. Um, plus Mizix, I guess, so twelve. Yep. And the creatures are. Exactly what you would expect. You've got your goblin electromancer that makes instants and sorceries less. Yep. Gutter snipe, which is uh, interesting enough. We'll talk about it. They're both goblins. Yep. Goblin shaman gutter snipe is whenever you cast an instance or sorcery, gutter snipe deals two damage to each opponent. Ooh, kind of like a perforos. Yes. For spells. For spells. It's very yep. good. Yep. Um, you've got your hydro hypersonic dragon. Yep. Which is gives your sorceries flash, so it just turns them into instants. Yep. You've got your Snapcaster Mage, of course, so you can buy back whatever's in your graveyard. Yep, flashback that stuff. Oh yeah, flashback, sorry. Yep. Talrand, another auto include because it gives you two two flying drakes. Yep. And young pyromancer, or as F. U. Joel says, young peasy. Yep. is going to give you one ones when you cast instants and sorceries. So you don't actually have to win with instants and sorceries. You could just cast enough of them to cycle through your deck drawing cards and get two twos and one ones and... And just beat wholesale ass with them. And yeah, we haven't beat wholesale ass in a couple weeks. Right? Well, we oh. could go back to it with this one. But. Yep, for sure. So 11 creatures, they all have a distinct purpose. I didn't read 11 of them because some of them were those combo asshole cards we talked about. Yeah, Moving on. We'll get to that. Instants and sorceries. Um... 40 Boom. total, 21 and 19. And if you have hypersonic dragon, those 19 sorceries turn into instants, so you have 40. Yep. Yep. It's lots. Yep. It's exactly what you would expect Exactly. I mean, when you look at the curve of the deck, the instants and sorceries cover converted mana costs of 1, 2, 3, 4, and a lot of them have Xs in them, so you can slot them into the Mizzix curve at the appropriate time. Yep. Yep. And that also enchantments. You've got five, and one of them I want to give a read to. 
Uh, one of them is Leyline of Anticipation, which again gives your sorceries instant speed ability. It gives all of your stuff instant speed ability. Yeah. Flash. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. If, if, there, was a, if there was a keyword for that oh. now. <laughs> Wait, um, there is. Oh, no. Metallurgic Summonings. Yep. I'm going to lean in because this one's got a novel. It is blue, blue, three enchantment. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, create an XX colorless construct artifact creature token where X is that spell's converted mana cost. Ooh. Remember when we talked about fireballing for five for one mana? Mm-hmm. Now you also get a six, six. Very excellent. Yep. yep. And blue, blue, three exile metallurgic summonings. Return all instants and sorcery cards from your graveyard to your hand. Activate Holy crap. Only anytime you have six or more artifacts. So not totally busted, but holy crap. Yep. Oh, hey, wait a second. You're not playing the artifact lands in here. No, I should be. You they should w- be because of metallurgic summonings. But And that's why were- Tezzeret's in here, FYI. Not in your list, but in yeah. the stock EDH list. Like, eh? that, yeah. uh-huh. Actually, neither one of those cards, the artifact lands or Tezzeret, showed up on EDH rec. No. Couldn't play them. Nope. Dead Come serious. On. Dead serious. Well, but- that's how you spice it up then. Yep. And we'll, we'll get to that. But Caesar neither the Synod and Great Furnace and Darksteel Citadel. Yep. And Tezzeret the Seeker. Correct. We talked about that on an episode a few weeks ago where you can minus X Tezzeret to search for an artifact. Yeah, minus zero to get a land. That's what I meant. Yeah, yep. Sweet sweet ramp. Yep. But yeah, the reason that they're not in here is because they weren't. Tezzeret's on the list. No. Nope. I know the artifact lists or the artifact lands aren't. Yes, they are not there. So that's why they're not here. But yeah, five enchantments, metallurgic summonings is one of them, and it's kind of like Talarand or uh, Young Pyromancer in that you get a creature when you cast it. You get a big, big with is, them, yeah. Which is a way to beat wholesale ass, of course. Yep. Um, 36 land seems one or two light, but with the cost-reducing abilities, yep. maybe if you play the deck out enough, you might find that it actually is one or two heavy. You might mm-hmm. only want 34 or 35 land in this deck. Yeah, we could tune that up, too. I'm thinking of... Um, Animar or Rakdos or who else? I mentioned Maelstrom Wander. I don't know how many lands the stock Maelstrom Wanderer lists play. Yeah, Maelstrom Wanderer's got to play more land because he doesn't actually make things That's cheaper. Right. He just, and he himself costs seven. He plays lots of ramp though, right? Yeah. So you can Maelstrom Wander out on turn four. Yeah, this five. deck doesn't play a ton of ramp. It's got a little bit. It's got yeah, a few it's, ramp it's cards. Got, um, it's got Sol Ring. It's I'm got Signet. I'm looking at the artifact count. There's seven of them and five of them are mana rocks, yep. which is five is a good number when we talk about when we talk about having those, what do we say, five mana rocks in there, that does give you a 30% chance to have one in your opening hand. Yep. And of course, it gives you a almost a 50% chance to have one by turn four or before turn four. So that could mean turn three Mizzix. That's probably what you want. Yeah, I right? feel that would be optimal, yeah. Yeah. Once you st- and then you just get into... The earlier, the better, as always, right? Like Soul Ring gives you on turn two. And if you yeah. remember the... Grand Arbiter episode where I said Grand Arbiter off of a Soul Ring on turn two was the most powerful play in the deck. Yep, same I feel like here. that's the same thing here because you can go turn two Mizzix, go, and then turn three you do, um, you know, Brainstorm, two ma- one mana, two mana, three mana. Spells. Spells. For three mana. For three mana. Yeah. So sick. It's right? ridiculous. Yeah, it, yeah, it's crazy. Plus you still have a Soul Ring, so you could go one mana, two mana, five mana spell. Yeah. yeah. Because you have a Soul Ring. Yeah. To figure that out. Yeah, super sweet. Yeah. Uh, three tutors in the deck, and we could, when we talk about tuning this for spice, just totally eliminate those, right? Yep. Um, theoretically, we could do that just because they're they're not needed if we're taking some of the big big time combo or instant win cards out of the deck, right? Yeah. 
And, uh, and I didn't. I wasn't. And then even, nobody feels bad about it, right? When I built this, actually, I didn't build assuming that you're gonna find the instant win combo card. I put them in because they're good. They're really, really solid one-drop stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? Plan a mystical tutor to get just something that's on your curve or yeah. whatever you want to do. The it's, tricky, I think the tricky part about Mizzix from what I've read is that you can't stuff the deck too full of one and two cost spells. Right. You can't stuff it full of eight drop spells or it, eight cost spells. Right? You got to have that solid There's climb, which is why X spells curve, are so right? important. And that's why X spells are so important. Because so, every time you get a counter, unless you're doing it wrong for sure 36 land we talked about good use of utility lands in here could use the artifact lands but i actually really like command tower in this one because it lets you put your commander into your hand from your command zone we've mentioned that a few times on the show and i think mizix is the kind of commander that is just gonna yeah. almost get killed immediately yeah, right? he's gonna die every time if yeah. there's a removable he's gonna die yeah i like besiju besejo who shelters all yep. we talked about putting that in the deck a few weeks ago but now you have it is Tap, pay two life, add a colorless to your mana pool. If it's an instance or sorcery spell that you're casting with that mana, it can't get countered. The only thing about it is, is what if you reduce the cost? What if you reduce all of the colorless costs out of a spell that isn't an X spell, right? If if you play a spell that costs blue one and Mizzix has a counter, or you have a counter because of Mizzix, it just costs blue. and You can't cast it with Besaju anymore. Right. So just keep that in mind. With yeah. X spells, you just tag on an extra one to X with Besaju, and then it can't get countered. Yeah. Most excellent. That's I, an important rule. Que- uh, important rule thing to keep in mind too. That Besaju thing. So if you're casting an actual spell and the yeah. colorless portion has been reduced to nothing, Besaju doesn't help you. Correct. That's important to note. Yep. And then a couple other just good little utility lands. Riptide Laboratory or Laboratory that lets you bounce a wizard. You yep. could hit your Snapcaster mm-hmm. Mage. Or your Mizzix. Or your Mizzix. Yeah, he protects your general, and he bounces your Snapcaster to get you more stuff, yeah, more I value like that, out of him. Yeah, I like that for sure. I like Desolate Lighthouse. I like that card. I don't have it currently in a deck, but when I did, it was most excellent. It is tap for colorless. Again, add to your X spells. Great. Or colorless, blue, red. Draw a card, then discard a card. Loot. Yep, loot. Yep. Most excellent. Digging through that deck, finding your spells. And you could always discard a instance of sorcery spell and then snap cast it back or flash back it or past and flames it back right? there, there's so many ways to get it back in the deck that yep. discarding them isn't necessarily the end of the world yep for sure i guess card draw spells when we're talking about the instance and sorcery specifically not including the stuff that gets spells back from your graveyard you've got nine card draw spells which i think is a good amount particularly because the x cost draw spells aren't going to cost X. They're just going to cost like blue, blue or blue, whatever, because you have experience counters like um, blue sun Zenith and stroke of genius. Those are good. And then there's a couple that you cast and then they let you untap lands like frantic search, draw two cards, then choose and discard two. untap up to three lands. And that is an instant for blue two. Love it. It's basically free. And of course, when you have experience counters, it costs blue. Correct. And then untap three lands. lands. Exactly. So you can untap any lands that give you color, or you can untap like your Desolate Lighthouse or your Besaju and get another spell that can't be countered. Yep. I like all those plays for sure. Targeted removal, not counting the five counter spells, you've got six. I think that's a good number. Yep. And again, you can get a lot of them back because they're all instant or sorceries. (laughs) None of them are enchantments or what, what have you, right? Right. Master removal, five, and I count Cyclonic Rift in both. Yes. Because you could use it as both, and you could buy it 
buy it back or regrow it from your graveyard and cast it again in the other capacity. Correct. Cast it early game to get a counter and to bounce one threatening thing early game. Get it back. Cast it for seven or one. Or two. Or two. Yeah. Uh, late game. Bounce everybody's everything Except for two. Yours. Except yours. That's Mizzix. Yeah. Wow. Most excellent. And then the Mana Rocks we talked about. Um, in addition to Cyclonic Rift, I like Capsize and I like Comet Storm and Curse of the Swine because yeah. those let you pick where you bounce or where you remove or whatever and you get a good-ass discount. With Capsize in particular, because buyback is a additional cost, Right. it's reduced by Mizzix. Yep. It's not an alternate cost. It's an additional cost when you cast. Yep, so you can buy it back for... You can capsize something and buy it back for two. Blue, blue. Yep. Done, right? The best boomerang ever. And every... Well, I guess not every time you do that, but I'll bet you that's going to put at least one or two counters on Mizzix by yeah. doing that. You're oh, gonna, yeah. And you're going to sure. get a counter or two out of that because that's a six mana spell. Because you'll do it early enough, right? Yep. Yep. And um, important to note, our capsize is so good because it is actually a boomerang. It can hit land. It can hit creatures, enchantments, planeswalkers. You name it, it'll hit it. Yep. Dang, capsize is good. It's a hell and of a the, spell. the new art, the new invocation art. Yeah. Yeah, dang, it's I like pretty that. good. If it didn't have the stupid lettering at the top, oh. I can't handle that. I have such a hard time. Uh, they just can't do anything right. Yeah. Okay, so we've ran through the deck. Brando did mention that it is the most popular EDH rec commander on or in is in is it? Is it colors? Yeah. So at the time of the show notes and this recording, twelve hundred and seventy lists. It's quite a few. Yep. Average converted mana cost of this deck, three twenty three. Right about where yep. EDH decks live, we say. Yep but it's going to feel lower when you've got experience counters. Correct. Yep. The, the only reason it's that high is because there's a couple of things that cost 10. There's a couple of things that cost... There's one thing that costs, what was it, 12? Yeah, there's, there's a, a couple, 12 and a 10. Yeah, and those both raise the mana. That's hurting our average. It's probably actually lower than that. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to add any artificial flavor or spice to this deck. No five <laughs> spice here, right? I don't Or no MSG. Yeah. I don't want any of that in here. So realistically, the, the critical turn of this deck is probably two or three. Yeah. It's landing the uh, Mizzix as early as you can, right? Yeah. Once Mizzix hits the table, that's your critical turn every time. Yeah, and your optimal game size, probably four or five, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was thinking four. I'm thinking four, unless you're going to get your douchebag combo in there, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to say four. Okay, with a optimal game size of four and a uniqueness rating of five, those are the five cards that are different than the EDH rec list, we are looking at a spiciness rating of 16.9. I uh, think that's as low as we've ever gone. I think that's, yeah. What would it be without those five cards? Like, uh, it'd be, it would be like an 11.9. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. Yeah, terrible. Oh, the three tutors don't help as well. Yes. If you eliminate the three tutors, you'd be looking at um, probably six to nine more spicy Yes. You'd be at like 24, 27-ish. But the fact that we're not at, well, we can't be at zero. The, the Yeah, you can't physically be at zero. Yeah, but we're we're basically as low as we can go. Like, if you were to look at what, my what deck... What the lowest this, that we ever figured it out that it could be was like 10? Yeah, I think 10. So this is six points off of... As low as you can get. Yeah. Rock bottom yeah. in terms of spice. You're yeah. eating like dirt. Yes, and the reason that it's even that high is because I added five cards just to prove a point from last show. Yeah. Yes. And those five cards, let's get into it now, because those might be one of the ones that we take out first. Yes. Maybe, yeah. it, depending on which direction we take the build. And we've got a couple different ideas that we're 
Uh, Brando had a couple ideas. I had a couple ideas. Yep. And we're going to kind of mash them together like a big macaroni salad. Yep. So the creatures are Tiki Jiki, Mirror Breaker. You remember you tap him to create a copy of target non-legendary creature. Yep. Of course, then you play Deceiver Exarch and Pestermite. Yep. And those say when they enter the battlefield, untap target creature yep. or tap target Tap or untap target creature. Yeah. But we you, both know what you do with it. You untap Kiki Jiki. And then you tap them again to copy Deceiver Exarch. Rinse and repeat. You've got infinite uh, attackers with haste until end of turn. Yeah. The other option, of course, would be uh, Splinter Twin. That also does the trick. Yep. You equip Splinter Twin onto a Pestermite or a Deceiver Exarch and you... Do the exact same thing as the you had done with The exact same thing, except instead of spending um, five mana and $11 on Kikijiki, you can spend four mana and $5 on Splinter Twin. There you go. Yep. The other thing that we got in here is Cranko Mob Boss, a little Brando special. Yep. You'll remember you tap him to put into play a goblin token for each goblin you have. Yep. And a little ditty that we've been referencing a lot in the last few weeks, Intruder Alarm. Ooh. You... Tap Cranko, put a goblin into play. Untap all creatures with intruder alarm. Tap, put a goblin, put two goblins into play yep. now. Untap with intruder alarm. Uh, put four goblins. Uh, untap, 16 goblins. Yeah. Or eight goblins, I mean. Eight, 16, 32, 64. Yeah. yeah. 108, 228. Just keep going. Yeah. And, it's... yeah. and you get infinite goblins that way, right? Yep. So those are two infinite combos that are two cards a piece, and there's three of or four of them there if you combine the different Pestermite cards, blah, 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 with. Yep. And you can use Kiki Jiki and any creature and Intruder Alarm to win. Any and, and creature. And that too, yeah, that's right. You got so a gutter those... snipe? I have infinite gutter snipes. Actually, that would be funny. I'll make infinite gutter snipes, play any oh, spell, that is so die. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Infinite gutter snipes, brainstorm, you're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very excellent. I like that one the best. Yeah, that almost makes one. me want to keep it in here <laughs> because of gutter snipe. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, you could make infinite goblin electromancers or infinite... What do we call them? Supersonic, hypersonic, hypersonic dragons. dragons. Hypersonic dragons, yeah, with intruder alarm and kikijiki. Yep. And hypersonic dragon has flying in haste, yep. so you just beat wholesale ass with. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Right. <laughs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> like you think of it, I was like, oh, that's that's so douchey. I hate that. Is what I thought when I put it in. But the reason I put those in was from last week when we talked about the guy that builds the deck off of Reddit and comes in with their net deck that they probably don't even know how to play, but they wanted to add a couple of things in. So they had the douchiest thing that they could possibly think of. And the douchiest thing that you can do in red-blue is something like that. Splinter Twin is probably the most douchiest of the modern combos, and that's why they banned it. Yeah, and you know what else about it? Like when you look at those two-card combos, and there's, let's say there's Kiki-Jiki, Pestermite, Deceiver, Exarch. There's um, Kiki Jiki and Intruder Alarm. There is Intruder Alarm and Cranko. There, that's seven cards right there. If you've got total number of cards of seven, and they're all two card combos, you've got like by turn f between turn four and turn six, you've mm -hmm. got you know forty fifty percent chance to hit that combo every yeah. game. And this deck has a lot of draw in it. And there's so a lot of that, draw in this. So game. the odds of finding it are very very high. Yeah. So you don't even have to win by putting a bunch of counter experience counters on yourself. You just have to use those experience counters yeah. to draw cards to find your douchebag so combo. You, so and you hit turn two or three Mizzix, and you hit like maybe Brainstorm, two drop draw spell, three drop draw spell, Blue Sun Zenith, let's just say. That's your turn three or four. You've seen, well, maybe you've seen 15, maybe you've seen 20 cards in your yeah. whole deck, right? 
And the odds you, are you're going to... You probably have found one of those combos if, without seeing 20 cards, yeah. you've got a 50% chance to find it by turn four. Yeah. Or five, it's, right? It's super, it's super consistent and super douchey. Yeah. yeah. So how do we unspice it? <laughs> um, what, what, what was your thing? What did you come up with? What when, did you... When I sat you down and I built my Brando version of Mizzix, what I did was I built a deck that would end up probably being as douchey as this one, but would be more fun situationally initially because I played basically every X spell in red or blue. And that includes all the terrible counter spells like Broken Ambition or whatever the hell that's called where it's blue X. Counter target spell unless your opponent pays X. Then you clash with them. Clashing is freaking terrible. Everything in your deck is an X spell, so they all cost one, so you always lose unless they show a land. Clashing, it doesn't matter what clashing is, it's terrible. F clashing, don't even worry about what clashing does. But that was my kind of thought, where I could just play a bunch of really re- like stupid, ridiculous stuff, like Fireball, Comet Storm. It's, it sounds like kind of almost like a theme deck, right? Where X is X is the theme, yeah. and it is the kind of thing you sit down with and make sure your our intentions are known. We, our reputation episode y- last yeah. week where you sit down and say, okay, this is what this is. And like when we talked about Morph Animar, yep. not playing Super Combo Douchebag Animar, I'm playing Morph Animar. I'm playing X dot deck Mizzix. Yep. Uh, I'm not playing Spell Slinger, Infinite Combo, Mizzix. Yeah, it actually right. would help you. It, it helps you kind of warp the reputation of a super douchey general. Because you can't bust, especially at our table, you can't just bust out Mizzix. Bust out Mizzix because you're going to say, oh, yeah. I'm going to bust out Sliver Overlord. Eight yeah. mana, I win the game. I'm going to bust out Animar. Somebody else is going to bust out Narset. Somebody else is going to bust out Nekuzar. Yeah. Um, somebody else, Kalia. Like, yeah. And, just, you're, and just then you're playing the worst deck because it's such a... Because with all everything costs X, the deck is really bad. It's yeah. super fragile. It has no protection against anything. Very little creatures. Creatures are generally how you're going to stay alive because you're going to block. Yep. There's no Wraths. The other way you're going to stay alive and mass. Because yeah, that's going to kill creatures. Exactly. Right? So, like, my version of the deck would be, I think it would be lots of fun and really splashy and really bomby. And, and very high variance, right? Yeah. You either are, you either lose first or you win first. Yep. And a lot of combo decks are like that. So this one, to me, I think would feel like a combo deck. And Mizzix is a combo deck. That's yeah. why it would feel like that. But it wouldn't feel like it's a very oppressive combo deck. Yeah. It's like, oh, I win. Yeah. Whoopsies. Oopsie okay, you're out first. Go and get yourself some tequila, right? <laughs> like... My other Good thought job, on right? my other thought on building Mizzix too was I've always wanted to build a blue red deck that's kind of like my Kami of the Crescent Moon deck that we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. where it plays clone things and that kind of stuff, but it also plays all the threaten effects. So then I could like steal your dude for a turn and then beat you with it and then give it back. I thought that would also be fun, but it doesn't really play very well with Mizzix because the only spell in that deck that he would then reduce would be like Cackling Counterpart and Rite of Replication. So there's no real point to playing Mizzix. Yeah, that's I guess right. you'd make Threaten and stuff cost less too, but... And Call Me of the Crescent Moon, for anybody who cares, was episode six. Yeah, lots of fun. You should yep. check that deck out too. Yep. That um, one came from my brain. I think it's a good idea. I think it's fine. Yep, I think I it'd think be a fun deck. 100% Spell Slinger Mizzix would be a fine way to do it. I think, or, or I had two ideas. Okay. And I think one of them leads into your strengths very well. And I think one of them is kind of more my strength. And I say that because we have other lists on Tapped Out that are kind of exactly like what I'm talking about. You could just slot those decks into a Mizzix shell, let's right. say. And I'm talking about either running Token slash Goblin Tribal. Neat. Or running Voltron. And for the former, the Goblin Tribal deck, 
you could do things like dragon fodder. Right. Two drops give you two goblins or yep. Cranko's command. Same thing. Yep. You could one do drop in Mizzix. One drop in Mizzix for two power worth of dudes into Hordling Outburst. Two drop for three goblins into Goblin Rally. Two drop for four goblins into name a creature, like name a goblin lord right. and swing, right? Yep. Pair it with mana echoes. And then all of a sudden you've got a whole crap ton of mana into uh, to pay into additional X spells. Get your mana echoes, kids. Well, here's the thing. Don't get your mana echoes anymore because they're 23 bucks. They spiked. Oh, holy crap. Yeah, they spiked when... The when we did our Zatahedron Grinder deck, they spiked. I, Don't correct me, Ryan. Yeah, no, that was, that was when the first time they spiked. They've spiked again after that. Nice. Because of the Commander 2017 spoiled dragon tribal and cat dragon tribal cards that were... Have you seen those yet? Yes. Yeah, that was the other time they spiked because it's a tribal card. Right. And now that it's worth that much, people are are skeptical that it's even going to be in the deck. Huh. Like it spiked and then they took it out of the product that they made. Ooh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that happened. Yeah, I'm sure, right? Yeah, I'll bet. So I like that one. And there are X goblin token spells like goblin offensive. Yep. Oh, that one, that's four and X. I guess in Mizzix it's two and X. Yeah. But... So let's let's give that one a read because I've got I've actually got my Zata Hedron Grinder list up in front of me, and um, I'm playing a few of the cards that I would like to highlight here. Goblin Offensive is red red one X put X one one red creature tokens onto the Goblin creature tokens onto the battlefield. That'd be good in Mizzix. That'd be good in Mizzix. Yeah. In a Goblin deck, and you could play something like Eldrazi Monument or Code of Arms. Right. And and Haste Enablers. Yep. You could even play Zatahedron Grinder because you're playing lots of instants and sorceries in the Mizzix deck anyways, yep. and you just target Zata with a with the addition of blue in the Mizzix shell. Yeah. Right? Well, you could play uh, Enrage, which is uh, red X. Yep. Target creature gets plus X plus zero. It's kind of like one yep. turn fire breathing. You could play uh, Unwilling Recruit, as kind <laughs> yeah. of a, it's which is red, red, red X. Take control of target creature, untap it, it gets haste, and they get plus X. So you could unwilling recruit one of their giant dudes. You could unwilling recruit all of your goblins with a Zata to make them all huge. Or you could unwilling recruit your own Mizzix to turn him into a Voltron beatdown powerhouse. That'd be a good card in this deck. Unwilling recruit, just for anybody who isn't familiar, is sorcery red, red, red X. Gain control of target creature until end of turn. Untap that creature, it gets plus X, plus zero, and gains haste until end of turn. So realistically, in a goblin tribal deck, unwilling recruit with physics would just be red, 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 plus X to your team if you target Zata yeah. for however many experience counters you have due to Mizzix. So yes. I think that that would be a very cool include. Yeah, it'd be a very cool card. The other thing that I wanted to mention too is um, you could put Empty the Warrens in there, but it is in the stock list. So if you're trying to increase that uniqueness rating for your spice factor, then don't put Empty the Warns in. But it does fit in a Mizzix deck that is doing Goblin Tribal because you, you're casting lots of spells. Yeah, if you look at the, the list that we're actually working with right now, um, Storm is a Mizzix thing just because he has so much draw and so much cheap spells that he can just sort of play. So Storm is a thing. But yeah. Storm in EDH is relatively unseen and is really neat when it pulls off. When yeah, you pull I like off. Storm and I like the I like Storm with Black because you could play Ad Nauseum and and, and Yogmoth's Will. And Yogmoth's <laughs> Will and Tendrils of Agony, just like the Ad Nauseum Tendrils deck in Vintage. Yep. Super cool. But not the deck we're talking about today. The other thing I like for Mizix is a Voltron build. 
Yes. And you say, like, I says, pardon? What the hell are you going to do that? Music is a 2-2 for 4. It sounds terrible with no relevant combat abilities. Yes. Right? Until you talk about something like, what was the Enrage or... Unwilling Recruit. Unwilling Recruit or Balduvian Rage, which is an instant for red X. Target attacking creature gets plus X plus zero until end of turn. And then you draw a card Ooh. at the beginning of next turn's upkeep. So it's doing two things that you want to do. It's an instant with X and its casting cost that draws you a card. I like that one. I like the extra combat, combat step Sorceries. Or sorceries, yeah. I'm um, thinking of Blazing Shoal at the top end because Blazing Shoal. Sorry, not Blazing Shoal. Fury of the Horde right. at the top end because it costs red, red, seven. And you could just cast it for red, red, seven instead of exiling cards from your hand, right? Yeah, or you could just play it for red, red because you're playing Mizzix. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant. It's a sorcery for red, red, five. Sorry, not seven. You may exile two red cards from your hand rather than play Fury of the Horde's mana cost. If uh, if you got five counters on Mizzix, it's just red, red, and you don't have to do any of that extracurricular stuff, and then yep. it untaps all creatures that attack this turn and gives you another main phase, another combat phase. Yep. Right? Very there's good. there's a few spells that do that. One of them, like, um, um, Seize the Day has flashbacks, so you can cast it twice. There's Relentless Assault. There's mm-hmm. all these cards that do that. And there's lots of spells that would get in And you can cast there. them on the super cheap. Yeah, and they cost nothing. Yeah. yeah. And they cost nothing money-wise either. Yeah, because they are the cheap. Well, not all of them. I think Seize the Day actually might cost money now that we've mentioned it. I think Seize the Day is big Seize money. Seize the Day is... Let's bring it up here. Seize the Day is four bucks. That's a lot for such a crappy spell. He's not crappy, though. Uh, it's a really good the spell. The foil one's almost 20. That's a good foil multiplier. Dang. Yep. And you could do um, Fatal Frenzy as well. Gives target creature plus X plus zero, where X is its converted mana cost. Or sorry, where X is its current power. You could cast that for red. Double your power. Yep. Double strike cards after that. Like you've got big bigs. Yes. The key, of course, is to get Mizzix big first. Yeah. And I think that would be the only issue you'd run into. Plus, you've got to play a bunch of the Voltron staples at that point. You've got to play Jeets and stupid crap like that. But I still think it would be neat because nobody expects to be beaten to death of the Mizzix. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody sees that coming. Yeah. I'll attack you with Mizzix. Yeah, right, sucker. What are you going to do with that? Dead. Dead. Yeah. Now, what we're going to do here after this episode posts. We are going to put up the Mizzix list that we currently have. Yep. And we are going to let that run out there for a week or two. And then in the remainder of the arc of the internet arc, right. we're going to revisit Mizzix with some of the changes that we want to make. So yep. that'll give our, it'll give all the listeners a chance to um, look at the deck in its current iteration. Right. If you want, you can suggest any potential changes. Yeah, by all means, go to Tapped Out. Check Spice this out. Spice Ups, X Spells, Goblin Tribal, Voltron cards. You want to play Dominus of Fealty? I don't know. What's yeah, the... absolutely. You want to play a Mind Rack Liege? Right? Yeah, Mind Rack Liege would be fun. Yeah, Mind Rack always... Liege. It is, is it, is it, is it three? So hybrid, hybrid, hybrid three. So it's a six drop. Other blue creatures and other red creatures both get plus one, plus one. And is it, is it, is it? Is it hybrid? <laughs> you make a blue or red creature from your hand into play. He's a cool card. Yeah. I've always wanted to play him in EDH. I always wanted to play him. Yeah. So you want to play something like that? I mean, there's there's so many options. And what I would suggest, if you are going and visiting our, our tapped out page to see if you would cut anything or add anything, you can look at both our Zata lists because they're both still up there and they're both a little bit different. Yep. And I have a Rorix Bladewing up that plays very much a Voltron multiple attacks, uh, attack, 
phase, right. big creature beatdown, like we could make a, a Mizzet list out of. Probably, yeah. And yep. it'd be neat. It'd be cool. Yep. Spicy AF, if you will. Yep. Now, we're talking about um, the Mizzix list budget again, and Brando actually did the right thing and didn't put any foils into the list yep, so we can actually have an accurate reflection of how much it is. There's there's actually one foil in the list, but that's just so that I made sure that we would talk about that card. Oh, okay. Because it's my card, card of, of the, the week. week. Ooh, card, 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 card. And the the foil one's six bucks. The non-foil one's a dollar forty. Yeah, that's metallurgic summoning, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's... That's super cheap and super good. And super fun. I think that would be a really fun card to play. Yeah, like I I'm going to so. yeah. get a couple of those and just play them. It is in neat. the stock list, though, is it not? <clears throat> oh, for sure. Yeah, that yeah was, for I sure. never would have found that myself. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Metallurgic Summoner. Yeah. Um, when we're looking at the price of the deck, it is inflated right now because it says 762 bucks, And I don't think that that's correct because I don't think the deck 100% needs a Force of Will. No. It's a five-drop converted mana cost. I know that why I know why it's in there because yeah. you you specifically went to edhrec.com. Yep. But when we're looking at And it's free and it costs five. So it's gonna get you that counter. Exactly. That's important. I think when we're looking at how um how to tune the deck up, we, we cut the counter spells that don't have X in them. Yeah. And Force of Will is one of them that's gonna drop like a hundred bucks off the list yeah, price. Could, you could probably take the volcanic island out of there. You don't and really that was the it. other thing too is you take yeah. the two hundred dollar volcanic island out, all of a sudden the deck costs three hundred dollars less with just those two cards out. Yeah. And which, you could replace them with there's lots of cards you, you could replace. replace it them with an with. island. Yeah. Right? I mean, looking at the uh the the little pie graph that tapped out gives you, it looks like you're a little bit short on blue mana sources. So you give yourself just make sure you keep an island in there when you take out that land. Yeah. Or if you want less land, if you're tuning a, a like a super fast goblin tribal beatdown deck, uh, maybe you do want less land, and then you just ditch the volcanic island, don't put anything back in. You could probably survive on 35 lands. Probably, yeah. Given the nature of the of the deck, yeah. So yeah, when we look at um, over a hundred bucks, the volcanic island is the only one. The snapcaster mage is 52. Scalding tarn, you've got and cascade bluffs, really? Yeah, 20 bucks. Yep. and Academy Ruins. So again, the mana base reoccurring theme across all our episodes yes. are very expensive. Yep. Um, the Academy Ruins lets you blue, one, tap, put target artifact card from your graveyard on top of your library. Why is that in there? It's got to be a reason, right? That was in there as a utility thing. Initially, when I put this deck together, I had a, what's it called? Psychosis Crawler in it. Yeah. Um, he, Whenever you draw a card, all your opponents take a damage. There's lots of draw in here. So he would just die right away. He'd get removed all the time. So I figured I'd put the Academy Ruins just so I could get him back. Get him back because you get a bunch of counters on Mizzix or you get infinite mana of some way. Yeah. And you, everybody dies. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. For sure. Yeah, oh, was... um, I just thought of, again, speaking of things that got cut and adding is if you, if we do end up going down the Goblin Tribal Way, right. Clone Legion is your... Sorcery, your top end sorcery for adding in the huge converted mana cost spells that give you tokens. So it's blue, blue, seven for a sorcery. For each creature target player, us, controls, put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of that creature. Dang. I like that. That's a good card. I yeah. like that. And in Mizzix, what does it cost? Two? Yeah, two, mostly. Yeah, yeah two. Maybe three. Yeah. If you got, yeah, maybe if you, if you super suck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. What yeah. are we even talking about right now? Oh. So we haven't done this in actually a while, I don't think. Uh, I guess in two weeks. <laughs> but it is your favorite thing. What's your favorite thing, Ryan? The milk list. Yes. Just a note while Ryan's looking for the uh, is it milk list, I want to say what in the studio that we are currently sitting in, they're playing poker on television, 
and every single person looks like a control-playing tryhard. They're all wearing either dark glasses or low-pulled hats and super plain freaking hoodies with the stupid hood up, and they look like chumps. It's just a whole bunch of people playing mono blue against each other for money. Yeah, I hate Arr. those guys. You should just be nice to each other. Yeah. Everybody's the same. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyways, milk list. Red, blue, and we've got the list up in front of us. These are, according to edhrec.com, the most commonly played cards by converted mana cost in is it color combination, blue-red. Yep. Now, so, initially, just for full disclosure, I had thought about the milk list cards. Like, should I just auto-include every card oh, on the milk list? Because you're a net decker. Right? But couldn't because Mizzix kind of has the Zata effect going where you have to pay, oh, play yeah. particular cards with them to make him good. So we'll see how we match up. We'll mm. probably still have Funny. a few, but Two we'll see. Two goblins that have red in them that you like actually both suffer from the same effect. Weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. How about some variety in your life? Yeah, I guess. Maybe I have a reputation that I need to work on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a net decking chump that only <laughs> plays goblins. Yeah. <laughs> well, as long as you're okay with it, I guess. <laughs> okay, so... Everflowing Chalice at zero. Do you play it? Nope. Soul Ring. Of course. Of course. Is it Signet? Yep. Counterflux at three. No. Wait, do I play Counterflux? No, I don't. Definitely don't. Factor Fiction. Nope. Gilded Lotus. Nope. Charmbreaker Devils. Nope. I like that one. I like that That one too. That one could maybe go in as as an edit. The reason... Like as a... As, to- a, as a redo. I'm 100% behind that. The reason I didn't put it initially is because I wanted to talk about it. And what I wanted to say about it is I don't like the randomness of it. Mm. I love random stuff happening in Magic. I really do. But it takes so much friggin' time because you always got that guy who's like, oh, shuffle it up and they want to pick it. Uh, and it's like, yeah. uh, it just slows everything down. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And then you get your time stretched back and everybody quits. <laughs> yeah, absolutely you do. Yep. That's the only one in your graveyard. Mm-hmm. Do you exile it with Charmbreaker Devils after you cast it? Nope. Or does it just go it back just to your back to, It goes back to your hand. Oh, it goes back to your hand and you just cast it you again. You play it again, it's yeah. It's the only one that's in your graveyard. Then you just get it back. Yep. Absolutely. Yep, I like that one. That's something that I would play. Infinite mm. turns dot infinite dot deck. Yep. Yeah, you don't you don't need a sweet win condition. You just take infinite turns and say, I will eventually kill all of you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, I guess I scoop. Yeah. Firemind's foresight. That lets you tutor tutor for a converted mana cost spell of one and two and three for seven mana. Or in this deck, two mana. Yes. I don't play it, but we will. That Does is, that count as one tutor or three tutors for spiciness? Just one. Just one, okay. Yeah, that's why it's so good. But yeah, that one will be in our updated list. Here's a couple that I definitely thought you would be playing is Treasure Cruise. Nope. Because it costs eight, yep. but it costs one. Right. And you don't three. even have to delve. It's Ancestral Recall, yeah. Or you could delve away your other instants and sorceries so the only time stretch or time time warp is in your graveyard and then Charmbreaker Devils. Yep, because you're that guy, yeah. Blasphemous Act. Now, the answer to that question is yes. <laughs> I did play Blasphemous Act, but it didn't make the list. I'm assuming that was a computer glitch because uh, it should be in there. Or you just cut it. I definitely wouldn't have cut that because it's too net decker to not play. Hmm. That's a net deck card, so it should be in there. So we're going to count that one. Omniscience. You almost don't don't need omniscience. Don't need omniscience. Mizzix is omniscience, pretty much. Oh, sorry. Hold on. You're going to count Blasphemous Act? Yes, we're counting Blasphemous Act. Temporal Trespass. That is the dredge take an extra turn one. Nope. Enter the Infinite. You are playing that one. That is the 17,000 drop, um, or 11 in this case. Yes. Sorry, 12. Yep. Then we do play that. Okay, and we'll blast through the other ones like we always do. Emrakul, the promised end. Nope. Blink Moth Infusion. (laughs) (laughs) I should have played that, but no. you should have. No, I didn't. Maybe we'll edit it in. Yeah, put it in. Okay. Yes. Um, Emrakul the Eons Torn. Can't nope. even play that. Draco. Nope. Island. Yes. Absolutely. So Blink Moth 
infusion. We've just, talked about it before. Yeah, if anybody cares, we're going to read it again because F you, <laughs> we're yeah, reading yeah, it again. It's such a bad card. I don't even remember what it does. That's why I'm reading it again. It is blue, blue, 12, affinity for artifacts, untap all artifacts. Um, Maybe it, we it still doesn't, It that. doesn't currently go into this deck, but if yeah. we wanted to make an artifact deck out of Mizzix. Well, I don't know why you would. That sounds terrible. That yeah. sounds worse than what we're planning to do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Blink Moth Infusion, we will build that card one day. Listeners, if you have a super sick Blink Moth Infusion deck, maybe it goes in Atraxa. Maybe send oh, it into us. Yeah. Just me, throwing that out there. Yeah, if you got a way of making that card super great, do it. Send um, it in. So Milk List matches, I think that we counted four. That's, that's not bad. That's respectable. That's, that's a, I think that's a normal amount. Yeah, and for some, and a lot of the cards that we talked about actually were up for inclusion, like Charmbreaker Devils or whatever. Like oh we, yeah, for yeah, sure. Where they uh, might go in in a future day. In a future day. And uh, Treasure Cruise. And you know what else I like that I saw, but is in the stock list is Dig Through Time. Yes, that's uh, another like good that one, one that I thought lots about. Just because it's converted mana cost is like fifty eight. Yep, because it gives you more counters and yep. costs you virtually nothing. Yeah, and and it has a way of reducing its own cost. Even if you don't, on, even if you can't Mizzix just Mizzix it, right? it away, yeah. And you know what I like about Mizzix is, okay, let's say you've got three experience counters. You need to cast something that has a converted mana cost of four to get another one. But you could cast something that has a converted mana cost of eight and get another one. It's not like after yeah. you do the eight, then you have to cast something that costs nine. Yeah. It could still be five and then six and then seven and then eight, right? Like, um, I think that Mizzix even though it's super broken, is a pretty good or well-designed card. He's, I, I he's very like well-designed. And I think he's lots of fun, too. I just think that he was broken so quickly that he didn't have a chance to come out as a fun general, at least at our table. He didn't have enough time yeah. to come out and be fun. He was immediately net-decked, immediately put together in the most degenerate way, and just, nah. I Yeah, I, you know what? I think that that's called Animar Effect. Yes. If there's a Zata effect, there's an Animar Effect. Sure. And um, I guess the other effect that we talk about is dilution effect. When your deck is trying to do something, but uh, the Turbo Traxa or your Anafenza deck, yep. uh, you want fogs, 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 fogs. And if you try and add more wind conditions, as opposed to your main wind condition, you're diluting the actual fogs, which is really how you win exactly. by not dying. Exactly. Right. So I guess, listeners, if you have anything that you would like to submit for Goblin or X-Theme or Voltron Mizzix deck, yep. send it to... CommanderCookout at gmail.com, or you can add the uh, comments to the deck on CCO Podcast, tappedout.net. That's where you can find the actual list, or you can tweet it to us also at oh, CCO Podcast. You could also comment on Podomatic.com, and that really does help us move up and... Get rid of those scrapbooking ladies from the number one spot. Scrapbooking! Scrapbooking! Come on, guys. We can beat scrapbookers. Oh. Oh, I'm also hoping to find out where that country is. Whatever the hell it's called. Yep. Yep, there's a country. I'm not spelling it or reading it. You you need to know where that is. Yep, you have to listen to the podcast. Find that word. It's the word of the day. (laughs) And if you can tell me where on earth that country is, I will send you a foil card. From my own box of foil cards. Yep. Yep. I'm not even going to buy a special one. I'll just grab one at random and send it to you. Oh, that yep. is. I'm a, not even going to. That is a gamble. I'm not even going to look at you. Because you've got some good ass foils yeah, in there. Yeah. It could be an Arid Mesa. It could be a Plains. I'm sorry. I just picked two lands out of there, but those are things that I know are in that box. Yep. So sure. you'll get a foil card from me. Very excellent. Yeah. It's going to be sweet. So uh, what are we doing on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast, Ryan, in our arc of the internet? I think we are 
going to give the listeners a week or two to uh, let us know what they think about Mizzix. Yep. So that's not going to be it. What it is going to be is if this is 100% net deck, yep. we are going to do 100% not net deck. Now, how do you do that? How, what's the process of that? And I don't mean you have an encyclopedic knowledge of cards because you kind of do. Mm-hmm. But let's say somebody listened to this thing and was like, oh, man, that net decking sounds like, oh. That sounds terrible. That sounds Why would su- anybody do that? That sounds super boring. It's just scrolling around with a mouse wheel. I want to do the exact opposite. I want to do everything, not that. How I, do you go out and I do like, that? I like, in the last few minutes of our archetype episode, episode 11, we talked about engaging yourself in the game, yep. being an active player of the game, and that is going to your local game store, digging through, and, and it doesn't need to take a lot of time, but go to their trade binders or their 5,000 count boxes and just find something. Find a commander that speaks to you a little bit or, or that you've never seen anybody play before, so you automatically you know that it's fairly unique, yep. right? Chances are, too, if it's affordable, not that expensive, it doesn't actually have a very big following, and it's not seen play in other formats. So people are going to look at it and say, ooh, look at that, that's new, what does that do, right? Yeah. After you do that, go out and trade or ask your friends or look through the showcase, find something that speaks to you, and I find really... What really works for me is when I'm digging through a box looking for, like we we sat in, we were at the store for how long looking for a Twilight's call the other day. Oh, yeah. And when I was digging through Twilight calls, I found a bunch of cards I've never owned before that I thought, oh, they would go in this kind of deck that I ended up building for the show with no internet. Right. And I would have never bought the cards had I not held them in my hand and saw them and said, oh, look at how old and ratty and dirty that is because it's like 20 years old and it used to be such a revered card and now I've never even owned one and it's like in a 50-cent box. I want to own this and build with it. Yeah, That card was, or those cards were, Phyrexian Scuda and Phyrexian Negator. I've never owned either of those cards. Really? The two of them combined cost me a dollar and they're both five fives for less than five mana, and mm-hmm. I'm going to beat wholesale ass with them. Excellent. Yep. So just a little preview, I guess. The deck does have black in it next week. It's my favorite Ooh. color. Yes. That's how you would start building a non-net deck deck. Yes. And it's by going and looking with oh, your eyeballs. Maybe and, maybe yeah. a good way, too, is buy a commander pre-packaged product. Like, there's only been, what, since 2011 to 2017 now, coming this August. Maybe you just go and buy a pre-con and then just edit it and develop your reputation and develop the deck as you play it more. Yeah. You think it's too combo or too controly, too grindy? Well, put a little bit more beat sticks in it. You think it's yeah. too aggro? Maybe you want to... Because there's, there's going to be stuff in your binders and your boxes and your stuff. Yeah. That, you got to play. You got to have the cards in your hand, right? Yeah. Just, so just do it and put the computer away for a little while. Yep. Yeah. So we're going to do that next week on Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song. Ooh.